coming up in this episode. A priest and a priestess from the Church of Satan. You know, Satan's always the bad guy, outright possessing you, and it's this supernatural thing. Um, then you start reading the Satanic Bible, and you realize, no, that's not what Satanism is at all. That mindset of, oh, Satanism, scary, and it's evil, and it's not okay. But then you pick up the book, and you read it, and you're like, this is just common sense. So what is the philosophy of Satanism? It's kind of difficult to, to complete sum it up, but I would say that it is about self-freedom, not hindering yourself, pursuing the best version of yourself yourself what are your thoughts now as a satanist on god do you on god (laughs) yeah as far as like a a sky daddy no we don't subscribe together you hail satan but when you hail satan essentially you're hailing yourself because we consider ourselves gods of our own universe uh masters of our own destiny if it is to be it is up to me was the church founded by anton zandor levey Yes. That's a cool name. <laughs> it is an incredible name, it has to be said. Yeah, he's going to be the founder of something with that name, for sure. Like, Satanism, you would assume would be very bad. But actually, when you talk about it and the rules and the way of living, and you just come to understand that it's not what you think initially. What are the biggest three misconceptions that you hear all the time and you roll your eyes because you're like, it's just not like that? That we worship the devil, sacrifice animals. Unthinkable things to children. Yeah. And and all of it in the name of Satan. (laughs) (laughs) That's the biggest thing I've taken from this conversation. You guys are very refreshing. And so Satanism sounds great. And I think I'm in. I won't lie to you. (laughs) I think you've Um, got three new members. (laughs) Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Satan. (laughs) Satan. doing welcome to this special episode we have two very very special guests calling all the way from the united states of america this is a first for atma in that we're all on zoom right now because we're currently between studios but we we wanted the episodes to continue and we wanted to make it happen so here we are today with two uh representatives is probably the wrong but a priest and a priestess from the Church of Satan. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Yes, thank you for inviting us on, reaching out uh, to our high priest and priestess, who then in turn said that they thought we would do well, and so here we are. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, the, the, the motivation, shall I say, or, or the intrigue behind getting this podcast episode together uh, is is that we recently had a, a, a witch on and just her answers kind of blew our minds and and also you know the the stereotypes or the tropes that we had that was maybe influenced by Hollywood um, were kind of smashed completely and so we thought well are there any other areas in this world where perhaps there are misconceptions and so i thought well the church of satan is is something that i would love to know the truth about so here we are today so do we have we have aaron and renee that's correct yeah yes yes amazing would you like to tell us a little bit about yourselves and how and when you found the Church of Satan? Uh, currently, we're, we reside in Poughkeepsie, New York. Um, we moved here a couple of years ago, almost two years ago, from Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes, we were Satanists in the Salt Lake Valley. And um, although not unheard of, you know, it, it wasn't really something that was accepted, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, moved here in August of 2020. Um and now we currently uh, run a witchcraft store, and inside of it, my husband has a private tattoo space. Nice. Um, I'm uh, a professional artist. Uh, I think that's probably 
understood real quick. She says that I have a tattoo space in there where I also create original works of art. I also do a ritual style tattoo for folks that uh, want to want to do uh, healing or ritual uh, sigils. Um, but yeah, I think she pretty well covered it. You know, as far as far as the very short version, and part of the reason we moved here that I want to put out is Poughkeepsie is also known as the Witchcraft District, and. Uh, so that that's why the store is called Witchcraft District Bazaar, and that's what you know largely uh, attracted us here was because it is the Witchcraft District. In fact, the high priest and priestess also reside in this area. And uh, getting into Satanism, the individual that coined the term Witchcraft District uh, was a member in life. He's no longer with us. Uh, was Master Joe Netherworld and. I discovered him online. I saw his artwork. He was working with Paul Booth, who's a world-renowned tattoo artist. And I had to know at that time he was still warlock to another world. And I thought, how you know, I what is this warlock all about? And his artwork, and that he's producing a Baphomet. So researching Baphomet, researching warlock to another world, it all led back to the Church of Satan. And so then. Uh, I said, we need to go pick up this satanic Bible. And she kind of raises an eyebrow. Okay, so we go to Barnes Noble, pick up the satanic Bible. I read it. And I said, you've got to read this. And she reads it. And both of us look at each other. Well, how about that? We're Satanists. You know, it, it, it finally uh, put a label, if you want to call it a label or a moniker, uh, to a lifestyle that we had been leading the whole time. Fantastic. I actually, I actually, um, picked up a, a a copy of the satanic bible myself it's it's next door i'm i'm a few pages in um and what what was your your experience and perhaps your presumptions beforehand reading it compared to when you finished it personally i think um because you know he he did do the research and found out about uh, joe netherworld um, some of the things that uh, resonated with us was also, you know, very, very prominent in Joe's life. And so I think that we had just kind of thought, well, maybe this is for us, you know. But of course, before that, you know, you always have that uh, that mindset of, oh, Satanism, Satan, and you know, it's scary and it's evil and it's not okay. But then you pick up the book and you read it and you're like, this is just common sense. Like everything yep. makes sense to you. And I think so much of that is because of media and because of film and because of literature. And, you, you know, Satan's always the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one that's trying to talk you into doing things you shouldn't or outright possessing you. And it's this supernatural thing. And um, then you start reading the Satanic Bible and you realize, no, that's not what Satanism is at all. And like she said, I, you know, it very much makes sense. It's pragmatic. It is, uh, it's a power philosophy. So what is the philosophy of Satanism? If you could wrap it up. Um, in a... It's it's kind of difficult to, to complete sum it up, but I would say that it is uh, about self-freedom. It's about uh, not hindering yourself. It's about pursuing the best version of yourself. Um, to reach your greatest personal potential. Um, if you are an artist like myself, it's about trying to be the very best artist that I can possibly be. It's about uh, pursuing my pleasures. So, uh, you know, for example, one of those indulgence instead of abstinence. So it's pursuing the carnal side of life and not denying yourself those pleasures. Um, so long as it's between consenting adults and as long as you, one of the other tenants, responsibility to the responsible, which you will say is your favorite, um, you know, that you're a responsible adult in your actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, go have fun. Go live, you know, the best life that you possibly can, because that's all you have is this life. So use the philosophy uh, as a tool to become the the greatest version of yourself, the happiest version of yourself. And, uh, you know. I, I think that's really what, you know, if, if I sum it up shortly, that that's kind yeah. of what it is. It's, you know, it's, okay. a, it's a power philosophy. That's fascinating. So, so it is, it's, in a sense, uh, without saying anything too... Personally, I'm, I, I see myself as an agnostic uh, atheist, personally. And, and so what I was about to say is that strikes me almost as like the antithesis of Christianity where you have all these rules and everything has to be prim and proper and, yes. and, and yeah. 
fascinating. So it's essentially yes, it is, about yeah, it freedom. It is literally the antithesis because otherwise, if you look at, uh, we'll say Christians, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Christian devil, that yeah. is a supernatural being that exists within their mythology. It exists in this other realm of hell and it's, you know, fire and the brimstone, which, which, you know, in stories and movies, it's fun. I do like it. It's, it is, you know, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a fun idea. But for us, we feel that re- in reality, that's not what it is. Satan is, uh, he's just an icon. He is allegorical. Um, he is a symbol for, like I said before, it, of be, having personal freedoms, of questioning the world around you. And, um, you know, that's what it is. So that is the antithesis. It's, it's not something that's dogmatic. In, in Christianity, the devil and becoming a Satanist in their eyes is something that's dogmatic. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're choosing a side in, within their mythology. Yeah. Um, and that's how that's how they perceive it. I'm, I'm sorry. Someone's at the door. I'll be right back. I'm yeah, sorry. Absolutely um, yeah, that's that's how they perceive it is uh, is something that is, you know, the inverse rather than the little antithesis. That's fascinating yeah. because mm. obviously being a, a Satanist. Yeah. But the perception of a Satanist within Christianity is completely wrong to what a Satanist actually is. Yes, yes, that's absolutely correct. In fact, that's really why we agree to do things like this is to help, yeah. um, you know, get the information out there. And hopefully absolutely. there are Christians and others that, that do, um, you know, within the spiritual religions that watch you know, things like this and learn from them and understand that... Um, you know, we are not what they may think that we are. Would you say within the um, the Church of Satan, is there a set of like moral values as well? You know, like the Church have their old moral values. Uh, I assume there's, there's a, I imagine within the Church of Satan there are some moral values as well that you you would go by. Some, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think that the moral may not um, might might be subjective. But uh, for example, I, just just so I had reference, so I would, wouldn't be misquoting, even though I I do know the material. We know the material, um, but you know, as, as I look over and I see uh, the nine satanic sins, uh, the, at the top of the list is stupidity. Um, okay. Yeah, the the top of the list for satanic sins, the cardinal sin of Satanism. It's too bad that stupidity isn't painful. Ignorance is one thing, but our society thrives increasingly on stupidity it depends on people going along with whatever they are told the media promotes a cultivated stupidity as a posture that is not only acceptable but laudable satanists must learn to see through the tricks and cannot afford to be stupid so i suppose for us that you know if you want to call it a moral that that's you know that that'd be along the top of the list is don't be stupid mm-hmm. um, okay and yeah, don't uh, go into, you know, another one is herd conformity. Don't subject yourself to herd conformity. Yeah. You know, but use, your, use your mind to know that you don't have to conform to what everyone else around you is. You know, you can be an individual. You can think mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah, like that. That, that, that kind <laughs> of uh, speaks to, I feel, especially the, her, the herd conformity, I feel like that would speak very, very deeply to artists and create creative minds because there is that that that's that feeling of of individuality and originality isn't there within within the creative space because as you were saying that i was thinking well i don't like conforming to the herd i was thinking like maybe i'm a satanist deep yeah. down who knows <laughs> i think you are mate yeah <laughs> you See, may you may be and you may find yourself in the page of the satanic bible as you continue to read it as we absolutely. do absolutely Absolutely. No, I, I will. I will be. I will be finishing it for sure. Um, so, speaking of the Satanic Bible, I, I basically I bought a few pieces of, of literature. Uh, there's one that here by Anton Zandolivet that uh, is the Satanic Rituals, which is the companion to the Satanic Bible. Could you talk us through? um the 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 ritual process have you ever done rituals i know you said about ritualistic uh tattoos which sounds fascinating could you tell us a bit more about the world of, of rituals um well we both have been ritualizing for several years uh, we started with the satanic bible because at least a third of the satanic bible is 
we call greater magic, which is ritual magic. It's going into what we call a psychodrama uh, when we're in there. And you, for those moments, uh, sort of do away with all disbelief and allow yourself uh, to, to just be in that moment. And, you know, you engage in this ritual that is, uh, depending if you want to do, there are three. You can do one that is for compassion. You do one that's for lust, which typically lust is a very solo kind of personal thing. Um, and then you can do one that's destruction. And for us, it's primarily compassion because that's, uh, in essence, it's sort of asking the universe for those things you desire to get rid of that which might be hampering you from producing the very best of yourself. You might be a writer and you have some writer's blocks. You go into the ritual chamber and there's a moment when you say, what do you ask of Satan? I ask that, you know, I am able to get rid of my writer's block and, and I want to have ideas flowing into me. And then, you know, the, whoever's going to take the role of the priest or priestess will say, and you will. And you you will have, you know, great ideas that will be flowing. You're going to find inspiration out your front door and within your own living, you know, whatever it is. And then together you hail Satan. But when you hail Satan, essentially you're, you're hailing yourself. Um, because we consider ourselves gods of our own universe, uh, masters of our own destiny. If it is to be, it is up to me. So once you leave the ritual chamber, you can look at it from, uh, you know, kind of analyze it if you so choose to. And there are many members that do. Um, others just simply look at it that, no, I engage in a ritual. I put it out to the universe. And now the universe is going to respond and, and things are going to be, you know, coming my way. Um through greater magic and then using lesser magic, which essentially is like wooing others. Um, but greater magic, yeah, ritual is fantastic. It's effective. It's, it's a uh, release for me. Oh yeah, it's always a huge release. I agree. We've been, yeah, we've been ritualizing uh, and practicing that that for quite some time. So are there quite, uh, that, that sounds like there's almost some parallels between satanic rituals and meditation. Just asking the universe Mm. you know put, putting things out there for, and hoping that it answers i think that yeah you could you could certainly draw some parallels but um satanic ritual is you know like any other it's its own thing mm -hmm. um just just like uh you know a pagan ritual is its own thing just really for that matter like a christian ritual is its own thing uh -huh. um I think one of the things that we will not deny unlike other religions may is that we are showmen and show women you know we we love the the opportunity to to do the psychodrama to engage in it to put on the robes and to make it very theatrical and to have the accoutrements that we do and the you know the sigil and the drinking from the uh the chalice which has the elixir of life and you know etc and so when you have all of that it's it's very showy but we don't deny that you know other rules well no it's not about being a show and yeah it is watch you in the front of the room very different <laughs> yeah. as, as, as a christian priest it's very which i gotta give it up if you ever have a chance to go to a midnight mass i i was raised catholic um do it it is a fantastic show it really is <laughs> it is so, so if there's a catholic out there i apologize you know I, i'm not trying to be offensive but it is i mean it, it's quite it's quite the, you know, we make fun of ourselves too. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> but it is, you know, it, it's quite the presentation that they have, but they, they would definitely not call it a show. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's something yeah. very serious. Aaron, you were raised Catholic. Did you say? I, I was, I was raised Catholic. Yeah. In fact, I, I, my parents still are practicing Catholics. Okay. I have rosaries around their house and that's awesome. That's their thing. Yeah. And, you know, I still support that as, as far as what makes them happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I went. I went to CCD, CYO, and I did confirmation when I was in high school. And then at some point, I was kind of said, "Yo, I, I kind of did this for you." And yeah, it's not for I, me. I'm yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not for me. I'm walking away. I, I, I question way too much. But I know the priest is getting a little bummed. I'm constantly questioning this stuff. So, are they are, I, are they still cool with, with everything you're doing now? Is it is it all okay? Like oh yeah, we certainly had had a you know moment or two uh, where that came about as a as a question. You know, why do you need to be a Satanist? And I thought, well, it's not a matter of a need; it's just what I am. I was born yeah. this way, and Satanists do believe that. They believe that you are born a Satanist. Mm -hmm. So that's okay. my belief. And you know, at some point, they they were going to accept it, or they were going to make other decisions that just would not 
uh, be conducive of a, of a positive family relationship. So um, we don't we don't talk about it. No, yeah. no. Some people don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Satanism. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh so what what's what are your thoughts now as a satanist on god do you on god <laughs> uh we we don't subscribe to that <laughs> well you are your own god oh yes i am yeah yes. but yeah as far as like a, a sky daddy no we don't subscribe to or that. Sky yeah. Or sky sky daddy. Yeah. yeah no i've never heard yeah yeah, we don't we don't believe in any angels or even de you know, any type of deity. So for those that are polytheist, uh, we don't recognize any of the gods as actually existing and supernatural. And and uh, on the other side of it, there are no demons. There's no devil. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like that. But again, you know, fun stuff. I love it. Yeah. I even love the idea of demigods like Hercules. You know, I think that's okay. such a cool idea that you know gods could have sex with humans and produce these demigods. I mean, what? That's that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Too bad. You know, I mean, that it'd be kind of fun to know you could have sex with gods. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very good. No peace. Absolutely. So, no gods, no angels. That 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 to me is really interesting because, like the the Church of Satan. Is obviously named after Satan, and yet, yes, to, to not believe that Satan is an actual being. Do you, I, I, I'm really finding it difficult to articulate my question, but like, do you oh, see God. the 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 confusion yes. there? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Satan in Hebrew, uh, you know, means just that. It's the one who is, is the accuser. It's the one who is uh you know who challenged all things so in many ways it's very appropriate to be called the church of satan because um if you're the one that is challenging spiritual belief systems then yes you are the antithesis so you know satan would be that even if in an allegorical sense and also i i'm certain it helps to kind of weed out some of the people that might be a little scared well if you're already then you're probably not one of us to begin with yeah. But yeah. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. The name yeah. alone, you know, that that might be weeding out some folks right there before they're doing what so many do anyway. And that's pure to the tent flask because they're so curious. They want to see inside. They don't really want to do it. In fact, we see with the witchcraft store that we're in right now, people just want to poke their head in the door and they say, "What is this?" Yeah. We say, "Come on, they'll do this." Yeah, they'll say, "So what is this?" And we'll say, "Well, it's witchcraft." But all different types of witchcraft are present here in the store. They say, "Wait." You mean like like real witchcraft? We'll say yes, real witchcraft. <laughs> you know, and they kind of get scared. So I think that by naming it the Church of Satan, you sort of get the same thing. You're going to go ahead and weed those superstitious folks out, you know, with, uh, on the get go. So you don't have them kind of lingering around inappropriately anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it, that's that's what it is. It's to literally question the the spiritual religions and to say, you know, I challenge that. I challenge the, you know, the existence of these supernatural ideas. I challenge uh, the idea of an afterlife, which I, for me, I find it highly unlikely, but possibly questionable that maybe there's something that exists. I don't know about, you know, a, a heaven or a hell, but mm -hmm. something that could exist as sort of, as, as I heard someone put, sort of residue um, that lingers on after death that that may be a ghost or a spirit but does it possess uh the self-aware consciousness as we understand it right now speaking to one another is is that what lingers on i don't i don't I know give you, i would okay. give you spirits i'd give you spirit but i wouldn't i wouldn't go beyond that do you say you believe in spirits i think the potential exists yeah show me some evidence yeah yeah and that and that's the thing you'll, you'll find the satanists look view the world very much as scientists and as yeah. I mean, we start as atheists before <laughs> finding the philosophy. I was then going to say yeah. it sounds very, very similar to atheism. Yes, yeah. So it, we, and, we're atheists. Yes, we are atheists. <laughs> we, we are like, so we view ourselves as gods of our own world, like I said before. But I think a you know a very scientific approach is just that science doesn't completely rule out things. They say, well. Yeah. It's highly unlikely. Mm -hmm. However, if you have evidence to the contrary, present it and let's see what we've got yeah. and we'll go from there. If you've got some real evidence, then yeah, let's see it. 
show me a ghost. Yeah. Well, on my on my channel, I do ghost hunts, and I can assure you, I'm trying my best. I haven't found anything yet, but I am trying. I promise. He's lucky. And if if I find something, I'll email it to you. Thank you all about that. Uh, so obviously, you're talking about uh, the Church of Satan and and you know the origin of the name and uh, Satan in Hebrew and things like that. Uh, I believe, and if I'm wrong, I apologise. Uh, was the church founded by? A gentleman called Anton Zandor Levey. Is that correct? I'm not trying to dominate okay. a conversation. No, go ahead. I don't, I'm just I'm enjoying myself listening. Okay. Yes. Anton <laughs> Zandor Levey. That's a cool name. <laughs> it is an incredible name. It has to be said. He's going to be the founder of Summit with that name for sure. Yes. Anton Zandor Levey. He started in 1966. Uh, leading up to that, he yeah. had regular meetings uh, with some of the more remarkable individuals there in San Francisco, including professors, artists. There was even a tattoo artist, uh, people that he he had the mat what he called the magic circle, and uh, you know they would discuss things like uh, vampirism or lycanthropy, which is you know which are werewolves. Yeah. They discussed you know these occult ideas, mm -hmm. and as it continues to evolve. Uh, you know, they, it was posed that I think you have a religion here on your hands. And, uh, you know, he, he writes it down and releases the Satanic Bible. But before the Satanic Bible, uh, it was on April 30th, 1966, which is well Pergeschnacht. He ritualistically shaves his head and declares it the year one, Anno Satanus, which is the year one in the age of Satan. Um, so quick and, maths, you know, what, so, I can't figure out what year are we in now? 50, 60 something? 57. Year yeah. 57 of the... Oh, wow. Yes, it's the year 57. And right. so what was... His, what's his kind of... After founding, you know, what was... Because setting up a religion is a surely a monumental task and, and must leave quite a legacy. Yeah, and I think that's literally why he uh, was bestowed... Uh, the title of the doctor, which was a title of respect. And we still refer to him as the doctor because he was a philosopher, literally. I mean, mm -hmm. he was a philosopher in his own time and created a modern philosophy. And yes, what an undertaking that is. Yeah. And as you read the Satanic Bible and see the tenets that are put together and to, you know, to read through the entire philosophy, it is extraordinary because he was an extraordinary man in his own time. And thankfully, he did it so that someone else didn't rise up and try to stumble through and, you know, codify something that would have been a travesty called Satanism. But instead, we have something we can be very proud of and hold our heads high uh, that we are a part of and that we literally use daily in our lives. Amazing. Because obviously, uh, Anton has, has passed away. Is there someone yes. now in his position or... Is that a, a position that cannot be attained? No, it was. Uh, it, we exist in uh, a religion of merit, not inherit. Okay. Um, so it's not. It's not. It's not like uh, you know, on your side of the big pond, uh, as you know well, <laughs> that uh, you know you do inherit. So okay. at at some point, there is a woman that, can, that seems almost immortal somehow now, <laughs> but uh, at some point that will be passed on. And someone else will become king or queen. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, in this religion, that's not the case. It is, uh, it is something that is of merit. So you were elevated to that position. And after the doctor had passed, um, his lover and mother of his only son, uh, Magistra Templi Rex, as she now is in that position, at that time she was high priestess. And she became high priestess uh, uh, Barton. And in that position she had brought up uh peter and peggy which uh it's how do you i prefer them as peter Peggy. they are i'm sorry they are the high priest and priestess uh high priest uh peter h gilmore and high priestess peggy nadramia they were uh brought into high priest and priestess position with blanche uh magister barton and uh then uh, magister barton had stepped down took the title of magister Templi rex which was sort of like a former professor title uh, because she was in the fourth position of priestess and high priestess and so then right now we have Magus Peter H. Gilmore and uh, Maga uh, 
you know, dramia that oversee the church as the high priest and high priestess. Amazing. And someday, someday there will be someone else or a couple that are in that position or positions, but we have no idea who that will be. And I, I can't imagine when that will be, to be honest, because the couple that are currently in that position are quite healthy and active. And while they sometimes, I, I think almost lovingly call themselves old, I, I don't think it's very no. old at all. No. <laughs> How many people belong to the, the church as a, do you know roughly like the numbers? a really good question and one that i i don't at all have the answer to the high priest and priestess no yeah and that's okay. that's and that's information that they don't put out there uh, uh because okay. that, that becomes a, a subject of judgment then okay, because yeah, if you yeah, say yeah. that you have you know if you for example which we do have huge numbers that are worldwide i do know that much yeah. but yeah. for example in the early years if you said you only had 100 members people were like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Members. yeah, yeah. You're going to church and a hundred members, you know. Yeah, yeah. With a title like the Church of Satan, if you suddenly say, "Well, we have five million members," yeah, then course, like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. What are we doing with those five million? Yeah, 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 especially yeah. people yeah. don't yeah. understand. So, so, so numbers are never given out. But okay. what I can say is, we have some really fun members uh, that have been a part of the church. For example, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, he was a okay. warlock. Uh, Jane Mansfield was a member, and we have other members like King Diamond uh, in the world of metal. He's a member, has been very open about that. So is, that, is, that, is that a position that you can? Because I always uh, the lads know this. I always love um, like Dan loves I, a tier system. I love a tier system. I didn't know, like, and if you can progress, I mean, if the if there's a warlock position. And I'm I'm be like, well, I, I want to get to Warlock. Like, you know, what do I have to do? <laughs> What's the hierarchy like? Yeah. How does it, is it set out? Uh, well, you can, when you uh, send in your paperwork, you can just become a member. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you can also fill out active paperwork, which makes you an active member. And then from there it goes uh, member and then Satanist and then witch warlock, priest, priestess, uh, magister, magistra, and then, and then the very top. The top, the very top. The very top. But there are a lot of people that you know within the within the church that don't want to make it public. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, for one, had a brief stint with the post office, and I was sure not to wear a pendant in there. I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't. Okay. I didn't feel it was appropriate um, because it was essentially a government job, and I and yeah. you just you know some people just. Yeah, they get the wrong impression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, there's there are lots of members that are just that, that are in high-ranking positions of society, that uh, are in Hollywood, that are in the government, that are uh, in corporations, and we're, we're talking like Fortune 500 companies. So they're in these positions, and they can't make it public because it could hinder their position, yeah. uh, to put it out yeah. there, because of the unfortunate... Uh, stereotypes that are out there um, about Satanists, and so so they so don't put that out there. Mm -hmm. And lots of times we've had to kind of put ourselves in that position also of not putting it out there. Um, and sometimes being like uh, Linus Van Patten when I have to take on, uh, I don't talk to folks about uh, religion, politics, or the Great Pumpkin. And so, <laughs> I, yeah, that that yeah that. Great pumpkin Charlie Brown reference with Lions Van Pat, but it's true. Yeah. You know, sometimes you don't want to talk about certain things. And I think the only time I really ever talk about religion is in a circumstance like this. Yeah. Or yeah, someone, yeah. Did, you know, it, it, what's nice is this store. I mean, we obviously have a section with Satanism along with pagans and the Wiccan and the other stuff that's in here. So when they ask, sure, I love to talk about it. I really do. I would love to inform you. But otherwise, if I'm not being asked, I'm not going to tell you because yeah. that's, you know, that's proselytizing now. And we, we don't agree with proselytizing. That's that's something that faith religions do. Yeah. Yeah. That that is that's something that I personally dislike mm -hmm. about um, some religious people where it's just like they're just trying to push their belief systems onto you, you know. Not and for me people. personally, yeah. it's like that if there's any if there is one way to switch me off yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know, to push something onto me, you know. 
And so the the fact that, you know, to have the attitude of, if you ask, I will tell, but I'm not going to, you know, push this onto you, I think is fantastic. And well, that actually coincides directly with one of the 11 rules of the earth. Don't give advice unless asked. And we try to maintain that also, you know, don't just throw advice at people. Yeah. You know, they often, you know, if they want your advice, they'll ask it. Otherwise, keep your mouth shut. You know, no, no one cares to hear what your advice is, but... Otherwise, you could say, which, you know, we, we will do unsolicited advice if you would like it, you know, yeah. because it's, it might be someone you care about that you want to give advice. But, of course, yeah. you know, when you just have random people. Especially our children. Yeah, especially our children. <laughs> <laughs> you know, keep it to yourself. Yeah. And uh, you're absolutely right. There's, I, I also don't like it. When we came from the Salt Lake Valley, one of the things that the LDS religion champions are there. Uh, missionaries mm -hmm. you know it's a big deal to go on a mission but now you are literally knocking on doors and well they may start out uh you know with you just want to know if maybe you want some help with you know you, some yard work or something you know it's it's a way to open the door so that eventually yeah. they can say so at any rate would you like to talk about jesus christ and yeah you know, what, what in, our, in our faith and maybe i can talk you into being becoming mormon and I, no yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. not absolutely not that's no if I wanted that, I'll go seek it out. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It seems like really good. It's still really good rules to live by, and it feels yeah. like it's, it's yeah. actually rules I've kind of been living by for a long anyway, time. So, that's the thing. We, we find that even with the witchcraft, um, when we had the the lady on last time, and it's like you have, from a word, from one word like Satanism, you would assume would be very bad. Um, but actually, when you talk about it and the rules and the way of living, and, and you just come to understand that it's not actually, yeah. uh, not as it's not what you think initially. Oh, and anyone who knows Satanists will also tell you we throw the best parties too. We really do. But, uh, well, that's actually a, uh, yeah, it's because yeah, it's because we love life because we understand how finite life is, and so we want to live it to the fullest and have the best time possible and you know that that can also well it's not it can also it absolutely also means that i believe our sex lives are better than than many people because that is also unhampered you know because yeah. it's about indulgence so again you know like i said any when it comes to consenting adults it mm -hmm. could be between you and yourself it could be between a couple or it could be with a room full of people if they're all consenting, you know, and say to them, it's whatever you want yeah. to do. Anything really goes so long as you're responsible, as I said before, and so long as it's consensual with adults. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that's that's why we're smiling all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sounds yeah. like a, an amazing way to live. I, I, I can't lie. <laughs> it's um, an ever-expanding club, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, I didn't mean to give you advice that you didn't ask for. Hey, that's no, fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, the misconceptions. Things like, well, what are the misconceptions? Because obviously if I was to say what I think a misconception would be, it would be assuming because I don't know. So what, is, what are the biggest, say, three misconceptions that you hear all the time and you roll your eyes because you're like, it's just not like that? That we worship the devil. Yes. Um, that we sacrifice animals. Yes. And what would you say would be the third? That we do unthinkable things to children. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all of it in the name of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just, you know, that's just not true yeah. by any sense. In fact, the reverse of all of that is true. Yeah, we don't, you know, we've already discussed. We don't worship Satan, and we've already gone through that, so I won't rehash it. But we do not harm animals in any way. In fact, like witches. In, in fact, we, we call ourselves witches. Um, we we love animals. They're our familiars. They're yeah. our children, and we we love them very dearly. And we love all types of animals and all types of life. I mean, life. It's not just our lives are precious. Life across the planet is precious, and. You know, aside from something like food or um, necessity, for example, let, let's say you're out on a hike in the wilderness and your life is in danger and it's either yours or theirs. Well, that's protection. That's yeah. self-preservation. 
But otherwise, no, you don't harm, you don't kill animals. Um, instead, understand that they don't have advocates. Uh, so as you know, the human species, you have to become the advocates for, the, for those cats, for those dogs, for those birds, for all of the other life that's out there, you know, don't pollute the oceans because that's going to kill our, our whale and dolphin friends. Mm. These, these are great things. And then the other one with children, I can't say all Satanists love children, um, but the Satanists that do love children, love them intensely and take them under the wing and they teach them and they want them to also understand that life is precious and to pursue the best version of themselves and then please do, as my child or grandchild, share that with me. I would love to share your life. I, in fact, our grandchild is about to visit, our eldest grandchild. And we're really excited to share time with her and to share with her all of the things that we've been doing here in the Witchcraft District. And those that don't like children, don't have children. No, yeah. they, they don't. And that's not to say that they're, that they're mean to kids by any by any stretch. It just means that they don't engage in situations that are going to have children they you know they're, they're not going to go to some playland they're not going you know they, they may not go even places like disneyland because they're thinking, yeah there's gonna be a lot of kids there and i don't do kids yeah, yeah. so they, you know, they, they avoid situations that are going to make them uncomfortable there's plenty of people like that anyway isn't there that, that you know from all religions yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah at the end of the day we're yeah we're, we're not doing anything um and, and again it's, it's look look at those that are you know, the, the ones that are harming animals, um, if they are doing blood sacrifices, then it's something that, first of all, is quite archaic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if they're doing blood sacrifices in the name of God, well, that's going back to spiritual yeah. Yeah, yeah, religions. Yeah. And then look what they have done uh, to, to young men and boys, to young girls, to women in general, and the sorts of horrible acts that have gone on uh, and then covered up. Oh yeah, there's yeah. loads of fucked up religions. That I mean, that the amount of crimes and atrocities that, that religions, of course, it, it's insane. Yeah, so, yeah it's. Uh, yeah. But you don't find that in the Church of Satan. Yeah, that's interesting. We champion the we champion the exact opposite of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. What What would you say? Where would you th- say that the misconceptions stem from? Is it more like a misunderstanding, or is it maybe something a bit more nefarious, like they? They don't want the Church of Satan to exist. Aside from literature and film, a lot of that came from the uh, from your Christian evangelists and televangelists during what was known as the Satanic Panic in the eighties. You know, mm-hmm. and they're putting this misinformation out there, saying that there were these groups that were almost underground and that, that's in fact that's how you get like dungeons and dragons in volume if you're playing dungeons and dragons you know that this is going to lead you to satanism and you're going to start doing these weird things and you're going to start killing you know kittens and you know, all yeah. Kittens. yeah yeah you're, yeah listen to records backwards that have these <laughs> hidden messages all you know, all this gobbledygook but in the end the fbi in this country actually gets involved and finds out that none of that existed yeah there were no but there was no ritual abuse that happened there were none of these groups who were actually performing these said rituals in the name of a of a devil there there would you know none of that actually happened and if there is something that happens uh, that someone does in the name of Satan, you'll find it's unbelievably rare. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this sort of thing just doesn't happen. It was it was all just one one yeah. job that's you know on his own doing weird stuff. Yeah, and what, yeah. what this did during the eighties is it was able to get people like Geraldo Rivera and Donahue and others to get people on the air and to to talk about it. But then what happens is representatives um, members. Uh, from our hierarchy, and at that time, people like Peter H. Gilmore, who at that time uh, was still, in a, I believe, a magister position, maybe reverend, because I'm not sure, but he wasn't, he was the high priest yet. He was going on to these talk shows. Other members were going on to these talk shows, and we're doing as we're doing right now. Uh, okay. they, they were shooting down that disinformation and mm-hmm. letting people know what the truth is about yeah. uh, Satanism and the Church of Satan. Okay. It just seems like so. Like I've gone into this, probably much like the other lads, them just with a load of kind of misconceptions that have been forced fed to me through media, um, and it's just it is actually quite amazing to see how different it really is yeah. in practice. 
This is why I love these conversations. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for because sure. Because it's just... Yeah, yeah. It opens like, your eyes. It, but it just, makes, it just makes me think, you know, what else is just so... What else has been perceived just so wrong, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, no offence to, to you two at all, but the... the, the the perception I get, or the, the 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 overwhelming perception of Satanists is, you know, evil and bad, and you know, you two seem like wonderful people that just enjoy well, life. Yeah, lovely, polite, courteous, nice with your time. Don't mean any harm to anyone. You know, yeah. I, I. It's just it just blows my mind, and it just makes me think. You know, I can't, and maybe this is the conspiracy theorist in me. I can't help but feel like there's some form of agenda to like scapegoat, say, Satanism, to kind of you know deflect from maybe something more nefarious that's going on, say, in Christianity or things yeah, like that. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, well, you're, but but you, the Satanists, you're the bad guys. You're yeah. supposed to be the bad guys. So. Yeah. But from what I can hear and your belief systems and things, that's not the case. However, you listen to the belief systems and the, uh, and things of, say, a devout Christian, and you can interpret them as you can see why wars have been fought. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because it's very stringent. It's very, sure. you know, this way or your, well, it's not even the highway, it's your in dead do you know what i mean whereas with it, it, satanism just sounds like it's about freedom and i love the whole you know essentially being like the 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 protagonist in your own story like it's, it's all about you and what you can achieve yeah. and you have the power to do what you need to do you know there, there isn't a divine you know oh please can you let me do this no this is inside you and you can do yes. this and i think that's sometimes Sometimes I've said to him many times, I wish I could believe in a God that's going to provide for me, but I can't yeah. and I won't, you yeah. know, because it's so much easier to just go through life and just say, you know, whatever, whatever God wants for me, you know, yeah, if I'm yeah, going to yeah, have yeah. a bigger house, God will provide one. And I think, oh, shit, yeah. I want a bigger house. So I'm going to work my ass off and uh -huh. make the money and go buy that bigger house. Yeah, on the yeah. corner. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's, to, you know, if I may quote a fictional character, Gordon Gecko, in, in this particular, particular circumstance, Greed is good, yeah. Uh, because when you see next door, and or envy is good. Because yeah. when you see next door, you think, "Wow, he's got a Harley Davidson." You know, I've I've always want, I'm jealous of that. I've always yeah, wanted yeah. Harley Davidson, yeah, 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 so yeah. I'm gonna be a little greedy now yeah. and figure out how I can make the money so I can have a Harley Davidson just like that. Maybe he wants a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. <I> wanna, <laughs> you yeah. know, and that's what? that's not a bad thing at all. I no. mean, that's going out there and, and getting the things that make you happy in this world. Yeah. And it's going out there and betting yourself. And yeah. instead of just thinking that God will provide or the one that I that I absolutely despise um, is when people say that, you know, so, someone very close to you dies and mm -hmm. then they say, but she's in a better place now. And no. and I don't know if I can even say this on the show, but my, my thoughts, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's yeah, yeah. not. Yeah. Her better place was right here with us. Yeah. So that we can love her, so we can appreciate her, so we can spend time with her, so we can yeah. enjoy that life with her. Yeah. You know, that that's the better place because now she's worm food. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's you yeah. know, that that's that's not a better place. Yeah. Life was a better place. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I and I and I understand that, you know, it's you know, it. yeah, it's how they deal with it. So yeah. I, I say thank you very much. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um as much as I, I say thank you and I appreciate when someone says Merry Christmas, I say Merry Christmas back. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they, they mean well by it, but you can't help but inside think, you know, I, I live a little differently. So that's, yeah. you know. Do you celebrate Christmas? Or, or... Yes. Oh, you say? Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah, you I did. Mean, that. <laughs> you, can celebrate any holiday, you can celebrate any holiday you want. We had to kind of change it up and we, we celebrate more as Yule. Yeah. Which is you know very much a, a pagan holiday, mm -hmm. but then we kind of twist it because we consider ourselves to be extreme Halloween enthusiasts. Nice. Okay. So, oh, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Halloween. Yeah, our, our house literally inside is year-round Halloween, as in okay, like Halloween. Cool, cool. The, but I'm not talking about like the the kitschy stuff. I'm talking about like we have vintage Halloween items nice. that we've collected for wow. numerous years, and that's 
So our tree is black. We have a black Christmas tree. Nice. And yeah. all the ornaments are Halloween inspired outside of stuff that maybe was from the kids when they were younger or anything like that that goes on there. But yeah, we, and we have a witch hat is the is the top the tree topper. Nice. Um, nice. We, we put a purple and orange lights. Yeah, purple and orange lights. We yeah, have a Krampus. Cool. Yeah, we have Krampus figures that we'll put out. Oh, oh I love Krampus. Yeah, yeah, Krampus is cool, man. So, so we make it sort of a a little Halloween Christmas, a little darker Christmas that you know we make it fun. We make it our own. Yeah. yeah. And cool. otherwise, yeah, we still eat tasty foods, and you know, if you're gonna do cookies, you. Like my mom always said, you gotta do two at a time. I mean, it's, it's all like <laughs> yeah, we, we we still give gifts. And, you know, we still have stocking stuffers. And, you know, we even the two of us even like to watch certain holiday movies. I mean, Elf now on uh, every year is hysterical. That's I love it. Amazing. It, it's, this is cool. I mean, we're talking about Christmas, but it's nowhere near Christmas. But is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I say yes. Yes. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Die yeah. Hard is an amazing Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, as much as, as much as Eyes Wide Shut is also a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you pay attention, you see all the holiday lights in the beginning oh, of that film. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It counts. It counts. Okay. Is, that, is that the one with Tom Cruise? That doesn't make it a Christmas movie. It takes place during the Christmas season. Where does there it go. Where is the Christmas movie? Oh my god, okay. Whatever. Do you not believe the Christmas <laughs> I, I would say the Gremlins is probably my favorite Christmas movie. Oh, that yeah. is amazing. Yeah. 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 Gremlins I already have the gremlin in the tree, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the fog white was literally a Christmas gift. <laughs> We're talking about eyes white shut here. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off we're getting off track. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was fine. It's it's gonna be quite difficult to pull it back on track from Christmas. Um but one of the misconceptions, we'll go back to misconceptions, so I do apologize. Um and I, I, I kind of already know the answer to this, but I know a lot of people have asked me to ask this because you know you say like the, the you know the the devil isn't real, etc. But selling your soul to the devil, any ideas where that has or originated from, or have you known anyone to try it? I, I gotta be honest. I, that's now I'm gonna now I'm gonna have to look it up because you you got me on a question, but. I don't know the exact origins of selling your soul to the devil. Yeah, um, I, I can only take a guess that that uh came from literature mm -hmm. somewhere that uh, someone had written that down as, as part of a, again a fun story this idea that um you can make a deal with the devil yeah and i'm sure that you know i know that there are bible stories where the, where the devil uh is coming forth especially in old testament uh where he is tempting individuals yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah, there's temptation that's all about and so i i can always like I said, speculate that that's where some of that came from. But otherwise, I don't know of anyone that has realistically tried to sell their soul in some fashion. Yeah. I, I, God, it might it might not be a good thing if I do meet that person because I, I would have a difficult time not outright going into full guffaw. You know, just oh you're oh you're oh I'm sorry you're serious. <laughs> sorry, I did not mean to burst out in laughter. I you really try okay. Um, <laughs> But you know, I know that they're out. I know that there are those people that are out there. You see them on the internet, and they, you know, yeah. in fact, they'll they'll send messages um, to the Church of Satan. You you can write to the administration, and they'll write back. And um, if you have a legitimate question, uh, but otherwise, they, they get emails all the time from people saying, "I want to sell my soul to the devil," which all of those emails are ignored. Yeah, uh, they aren't responded to. They're they're trashed. Uh, and those of us that are on social media. There sometimes will come a message on Facebook, especially if you have a public profile, and they see, oh, you're a COS member. They'll send you a message, and they want the same thing, and it's the same response. None. Yeah. You have to ignore that kind of stuff. Once you open up a door, now, now you're wasting your time. But yeah, yeah. yeah there, there, absolutely, there are people that I think that feel that that's their only resort, that that's mm -hmm. all they have is to try and sell their soul to an invisible supernatural thing that lives in flames. It's cool that you ignore it because it's like, it could easily be exploited, couldn't it? You could be like, yeah, just send me point one of a Bitcoin. <laughs> it's a contract. And I'll forward your soul on to the devil. Yeah, yeah, we'll send your soul. But it's cool that, that ethos is just to ignore it. I like that. I respect that. 
yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm sure that there have been people that have done it for for kicks. Like, uh, God, what, what is his name that played El Cid? Oh, um, talked about. yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. I can't think the actor's name, but I, I saw him. He sold his soul for Death Water, which obviously that <laughs> that that was a whole shtick that Death Water did. You yeah, know, having him sell his soul sort of thing. So it, it, no, <laughs> I guarantee he did not actually believe he was selling. <laughs> he got paid some money to do that commercial because it's hilarious and people recognize him as you know a famous werewolf in True Blood. Yeah. So that I, I was going to ask, but this is a, I was I was going to ask uh, your thoughts on the Illuminati and things like that. The the thought that there's devil worship within that, but obviously, it's not really along the lines of Church of Satan at all, is it? No, no. In fact, I I don't even know if Illuminati actually exists. Maybe they do. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I can't. Um, that, that, that's um, that's another one like uh, on the Simpsons episodes where you see the equivalent of like Illuminati getting together and you have like Dracula and yeah, yeah, Herman, yeah. you know, all of these leaders that get together to do these, you know, yeah. to form sort of a new world order and they're the ones that control everything. Like on the X Files, you had that same group. I, I think those ideas are fun in fiction, but again, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that there's actually an Illuminati that's <laughs> controlling everything. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, just going back to something that I just thought what you said earlier um, with uh, Anton um, and when he was founding the church and the the circles that he was in, you, you mentioned vampirism and lycanopathy. The way yeah. Lycanthropy. Lycanthropy. Lycanthropy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there belief in those things? Or was that just the circles that he was around at the time? Um, I think as far as lycanthropic ideas that we could look, we could maybe compare that to what the berserkers were in the Viking world, okay. that you can put yourself in a particular state of mind, mm-hmm. again, through a ritual process and convince yourself that I am becoming a wild bear warrior, a wild wolf warrior. So if it's wolf, then I think in some sense that, you know, for example, if you watch the Northmen. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. Bit, but I'm... Yeah. I, this is not really given much weight, but there's a scene where they become the berserkers, right? And they had they instead of bears, they're wearing the uh, the heads of wolves. So instead of having like the bear skin, they have the wolf skin. But if you think about it like that, well, now that is sort of transforming, transforming. into a wolf. That's a yeah. you know, so that is kind of like a world. That's kind of lycanthropic, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, real world. It's not actually physically growing hair and fangs yeah. and transforming yeah. like the um, wolf. Like team, like team yeah. yeah. It's, it's more like <laughs> and, yeah, that, getting into a beast yeah. mentality time thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that there's you know that there's that, um, and on the vampire side, I think that you can pursue a a form of immortality, but that doesn't mean that you're sanguinarian, which that means you know one who drinks Plus. blood. But mm-hmm. rather, you could. Um, I mean, there's science that's out there. There are those that are pursuing. Uh, forms of immortality of extend you know massively extending our lifespan that that's not taking cancer out of the equation or other disease that's not taking horrible accidents or whatever out of the equation it's just simply saying as far as biological aging process hyper extending that mm-hmm. well that's sort of in a way like vampirism i mean you're talking yeah, about living forever at least the closest that you can live forever yeah but as far as you know Biting the necks of these beautiful women and men, and, you know, or other parts of their anatomy and drinking their blood and living. I mean, again, fun idea. Yeah. Fun idea. But, and, and one of my favorites. Um, but it's just, I, I, I mean, that's, that's not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, so it's more the pursuit of a form of immortality as opposed to the Hollywood trope of. Yes. Yes. And is that is that quite if a big that, part? If that's, if that's what you choose to do. Some people don't want that. They want the natural cycle to, to yeah. occur and they're and they're good with that. No, that's amazing. Cool. Is that is that a big part of the Church of Satan or is that ju- was that just happened you know, Anton just happened to be around and into some different things that aren't necessarily fundamental to the Church of Satan? To my understanding, um he, like a lot of us, was just interested and fascinated by all sorts of topics that would be occult. And I mean, you know, by the literal word occult, as in mysterious or unknown. Yeah. 
Um, so he, yeah, he was fascinated by lots of that sort of stuff. And we are, we're fascinated by that sort of stuff. Well, how could you not be? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really is. That, it, it's interesting. You are. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways, that's why you have this show. I, I, yeah. I looked at you. Know, you have a long list of this stuff of questioning occult oh, ideas. Yeah. We, do, yeah. we love to, um, we love to question. Would you say, is there any major like benefits or negatives for being like part of the church of Satan? that you can think of offhand? What's the, what's the, what's the most <laughs> negative or, or benefit thing? Yeah. You if there are any negatives, we would not be a part of it. No. Okay, okay. So it's all positive. Yeah. In my, yeah. I, I, yeah, I suppose that there are some negatives. That it would be that at times, you you know, like we discussed earlier, you can't be as open about mm -hmm. being a Satanist yeah. uh, because of possible perception that's out there. Yeah, you know, you know, having something misconstrued. Yeah, but, yeah. We, were kind of, we were kind of in in the closet about it for a while. I think when we lived in Salt Lake City, till our kids um, were adults and you know, or close enough to, yeah. um, because of, we worried about what would happen to them in school. And our youngest was actually bullied yeah. because somebody did find out about it and it kind of spread through the school. So we had yeah, to put her yeah. in a charter school, but. Um, yeah. Once we were able to the public with it, it was, you know, we were, we had a tattoo shop out in Magna, which is yeah. on the west end of the Salt Lake Valley, and we were very well known. And we became involved in local politics. You know, I was um, president of the Magna Town Council. He was president of the Magna Chamber of Commerce. Um, and we gave back to yeah, the community. Yeah, and they, yeah. they embraced us and they accepted us and they knew what we were. Oh, they absolutely knew. I mean, I, you know, the, the medallion that I'm wearing right now, there it is right there, the, the sigil of Baphomet, that's, you know, that's the symbol of the Church of Satan. I had a lapel pin that I wore all the time when I was wearing a suit at, you know, at the chamber meeting. Yeah. I'm at the front of the room as the, the president of the Chamber of Commerce. There it is. It's it's emblazoned right there on my lapel. You can't yeah, miss it. Yeah. yeah. They knew. And yeah. for those who weren't sure, they would ask about it. Hey, do you mind if I ask? About it? Oh, no. Since you yeah. ask, and I kind of briefly sum it up, but they, oh, all right. Anyway, you guys are doing a great job. Love what yeah. you did on Main Street or whatever it was. So they, you know, in the end, they kind of thought, yeah, they're saying this, but would you look what they're producing? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. you know, how they're contributing towards so much, you know, positivity yeah. around here and improvement and, you know, the events that they're spearheading. The, we, yeah. we were fortunate, though, because I think that we had kind of, proven ourselves uh in the very beginning when our shop had first opened and yeah. then we kind of started telling people you know if they asked i mean we, yeah. we didn't walk around screaming we're saying this you know but yeah, if yeah. it was brought up we would tell them we, we never lied about it but yeah. it was nice being accepted because by the time they knew they already knew us and they thought oh well you guys are like normal yeah, yeah 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 it sounds like you, know, you want to you know the the stuff that you're doing you want to spread joy um yeah. it's not about being like dark and mysterious it's about you know everyone getting together and like saying being at one with yourself and, and and being happy and spreading joy which you know that's that's great that's where we lived we wanted our our little corner of the world to be happy yes so that we could be happy we yeah. wanted everybody to you know have a good time and we wanted to join in so yeah and here's and something that was really fun for me, and I think you brought up last night, but there was a pub that was just down a few doors from us. It's called the Filling Station, still there. Yeah. And we'd really go in there to, you know, enjoy a steak and have beers or whatever. But there'd be times when they'd hear us toasting each other, and we'd say, you know, you can hear us just kind of low keeks. We're not yelling out. We'd, oh, yeah, hail Satan. And we'd kind of yeah, cheer. Yeah, yeah. And then some of the bartender, hey, I overheard you guys. Is that cool on the next round if I hail Satan with you guys? <laughs> you know, because, and they, you know, they understand what that means, and they yeah, say, yeah. Oh, "I could be a part of it." So, oh, sure. And so, you know, next thing you know, you have people around you that understood. You know, say, "Ask, is it cool if I do that with you?" Of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's so then, cool. you know, this is blah blah blah, and, and hail Satan. Yeah, hail Satan. You know, you have all these glasses clinking, but, but you know, it went to that to that extent where you have others that you know. That we'd befriended that would want to do it with us and it was fun that's cool uh, that's amazing so i think we'll end with uh two things now the first thing i think i know the answer to because you've already alluded to uh demons and things like that but i want to ask going forward i want to ask all of our guests this have you ever had a paranormal experience 
And it's okay to I, say no. I, I can honestly say no. No? No. Aaron? I can't say that I have had any sort of genuine paranormal experience. I, I kind of wish I had. <laughs> um, and otherwise, if there was any that would have happened in my youth, I think like so many kids that just don't yet know the world, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's the wind outside. It's certain lights that reflect a certain way, shadows that move across the walls. Uh -huh. And it's, you know, now as, a, as an adult, of course, I can look at it and explain with, the, you know, you, you, when you wake up and you're like half awake, half asleep, that not quite fully lucid state. Yes. It's slightly. But then I'll wake up and I think, oh, it was the cat. Oh, it was just Igor, you know, on the bed. It made a you know, weird shot. So I'm able to explain those things. It's not actually something that's like this strange entity coming to visit. Um, yeah. But if there was something paranormal, I think the one that I most want to have um, if it could be, would be uh, a benevolent alien. Yeah. So I can Star Trek, you know, to, to have the Vulcans come for, you know, I, yeah. I think that'd be, oh my God, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. I'm coming. Oh, I'm sure I think it's only a matter of time before the aliens are here, to be fair. I think it's on the horizon. I'm kind of a nerd. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being a nerd, nothing wrong at all. Um, and finally, guys, before we wrap up, Obviously, we've been talking for the last hour about Satanism. I'm hoping we've changed some minds. But, mm. like, a final word for you, from you guys, uh, you know, as to what you... How do you want the world to perceive the Church of Satan? That's a good question. I stumped uh, you with the last one. Yeah, yeah you kind of, <laughs> kind of stumped me on that one. I, I don't know. Like, quit, quit pointing the finger at us. I guess we're all yeah. We're not yeah, scapegoats. You know? <laughs> I, I guess, really, I don't know if, if I necessarily want them to all perceive it differently. I think that's part of what makes the Church mm -hmm. of Satan so unique. Mm -hmm. Is it that, you know, like we talked about earlier, that there are those that are still still a little superstitious? Maybe maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe it's it's good that there's a bit of the feared religion that still exists out there, mm -hmm. um, because it's you know it is just that powerful, and it's not for everyone, and I don't think it should be. Yeah, it separates us. That's why we're called the alien elite. Um, I think otherwise, I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a plug. If you would yeah. like more information on the Church of Satan, you can go to www.churchofsatan.com. Um, if you need some of the literature, we carry it here at Witchcraft District Bazaar, <laughs> and you can go to witchcraftdistrict.com if you're outside the area. And in fact, we do carry uh, a good deal of the Church of Satan canon. Amazing. We'll link all of that down below for you guys. Not not an issue at all. And what a cool answer as well to you know have different perceptions. It's absolutely fine. It's so much. It's so refreshing. You know, that's the biggest thing I've taken from this conversation. You guys are very refreshing, and so Satanism sounds great. And I think I'm in. I won't lie to you. <laughs> I think you've um, got three new members. <laughs> Hail Satan. Yeah, Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, guys. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And for those of you at home, we hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you very soon up the Atma. See you later. Bye. Bye.